This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with a post-game edition of Instant Analysis. This time following Alabama's 41 to nothing win over the Mississippi State Bulldogs Saturday night, Halloween night, birthday night, had a whole lot of things in play in this one. As the Crimson Tide runs its record to 6-0, what is it, three meetings with Mississippi State here in Tuscaloosa now, and the Bulldogs have mustered all of three points in those three games, 2016, 2018, and then another shutout. This one needed. This is an Alabama defense. Need to see the ball go through the hoop, so to speak, when it comes to a shutout. And it got just that. A Mississippi State offense, as we talked about throughout the week, really struggling following that season opening win over LSU. Kentucky, Arkansas, Texas A&M had pretty much gone to some zone defensive looks against State, and the troubles had followed for K.J. Costello and that offense in general. That continued on Saturday night. Alabama does a really nice job, especially in the first half, of just sort of extinguishing, not allowing any type of hopes to come to light for the visitors. And in the process, the offense sluggish at times, but still, Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith still likes playing against SEC schools from the state of Mississippi, it appears. Another 200-plus yard performance for Devontae Smith. Ole Miss last year here in Tuscaloosa. And then Mississippi State this year, four touchdown grabs for Devontae. He is now tied with Amari Cooper as Alabama's all-time touchdown reception leader. How about that? That's not bad company when you're there with uh, Coop. But a big night for Devontae Smith. Could have been five, right? Mack hit him pretty good there early in the game. And for one of the rare times in Devontae Smith's career at Alabama, wasn't able to hold on. But he came back, made some big plays. Also helped Mac avoid an interception there in the first half, you might recall. Deep ball that Mac put up, and uh, the, the defender, Emmanuel Forbes, for Mississippi State was in really good position to pick that ball off. Devontae uh, helped save the turnover there with what was the equivalent of a pass breakup. But uh, offensively, we talked about it in previewing this game that we thought, after watching what Texas A&M did on the ground to State, would be able to exploit some of that, especially out of the pistol formation with some of those runs. That was especially true early in the game. I thought Alabama really established the run early. Um, State was really intent on not allowing the explosive plays uh, in the the past game. And when that happens, Steve Sarkeesian's got to be patient. Mac Jones has got to be patient, and you just got to do what you need to do against those type of looks. And Alabama, for the most part, was able to do that. But again, the defensive storylines in this one, numerous. Uh, What was it, 38 total yards for Mississippi State tonight in the first half? I think Mississippi State had 38 total yards in the first half and 30 yards in penalties. One first down for Mississippi State couple of key injuries for State on offense. Didn't like to see either one of them, by the way, because it looked like both. 
involved head injuries, Marks, the running back. What about Tim Smith, that play on Marks where he not only makes the tackle, uh, but slings Marks to the turf in a way in which that sent Marks from the game. Uh, but in the process, Smith with the forced fumble and the fumble recovery, uh, Smith caught it a little bit from Nick late in the game after that offsides. Still got some Alabama guys right on top of the football that want to jump offsides. Do you like to be in those film meetings coming up during the bye week? Yeah, me neither. Um, but you also had a defensive touchdown for Alabama for a second straight week. Okay, it was in a 34 to nothing game. But Patrick Sertan getting on the scoreboard here in the last few weeks with that pick six there with a little more than two minutes to go. Um, you know, again, defensively, I thought it was what it should have been after what we've seen from Mississippi State, again, over that three-game losing streak coming in. Uh, Alabama didn't try to get too cute or too uh, uh, smartest guy in the room with it and kind of took what it saw from some of the other defenses, starting with Arkansas about a month ago and employed more zone than you typically see from a Nick Saban defense. But Still brought some pressure and still played some man coverage, especially in some possession down scenarios. But for the most part, um, just took the recipe, took the formula that was already out there. And so there you go. Alabama comes out of this one, 6-0 and on the season, bye week coming up. I thought there were some stretches there in the second half. This team looked like a team trying to get to the bye week, in need of a bye week, understandably so. You think about it, six straight games against SEC competition – uh, came out of the halftime a little bit sluggish, I guess you could say, certainly by Alabama standards on the offensive side of the ball. First two series and change for the Alabama offense, I think it was nine yards and two punts. And, uh, you know, State was feeling pretty good about itself at that point. But you know, I think Alabama got a little bit of a lift in the run game, not only from Najee Harris tonight, but how about Trey Sanders? That was good to see. Trey looking more and more confident. Little jump cut there in the fourth quarter, and then he hit the gas. Looked like Alabama was going to get into the end zone down there, but came up short. He was ruled down there, I guess, at about the half yard line. Then he gets hit for a loss. And um, by the way, one of my predictions for the game on BamaOnline.com was that Alabama would surpass 500 yards in offense for the fifth straight game. Well, because of that little sequence down there on the goal line in the fourth quarter, Alabama finishes with 499. How about that? Yeah, you love it, don't you? But uh, the run game was good. Um, you know, still some penalties uh, that I'm sure Nick Saban is going to want to clean up. Um, but here you are, where you wanted to be, going into this uh, open date at 6-0 and and, um, you know, just trying to stay as healthy as you possibly can. Now, you're going to hear from Nick Saban. You're going to hear from our staff. Charlie Potter's going to get you updated on some of that stuff as well. I did see Fedarian Mathis go down there in the second half. Adarian was really active, disruptive there, had a one-two snap streak there in the first half where he you know, beat a single block from a center, recorded a sack. Next snap, he has a pass breakup, so that was good to see. But, you know, again, a fourth quarter where Alabama was able to play a lot of young guys. You know, you wanted to see the younger receivers. You saw them later in the game. You wanted to see maybe some more of those offensive linemen. You saw Javian Cohen there late in the game. Um defensively they were able to play some more guys although again Sertan Sertan was in there with a little more than two minutes to go when he had that pick six but um 
All in all, it looks like from a health perspective, Alabama came through it okay. Miller Forstall, it looked like, maybe aggravated that shoulder a little bit that he had against Tennessee, but um, did see him down there on the sidelines at the end of the game, still in his stuff. So uh, just maybe something that Miller's going to have to play with for the time being. So let's get to it. Who do we got in here tonight? Did you trick-or-treat with the kids tonight? Did you have many trick-or-treaters? The word I got on trick-or-treat was that uh, substantially down in neighborhoods that are typically heavily, heavily populated with Halloween revelers. What's up, Chris? We've got Joe, Tricia, Richie's in here. Richie says the defensive freshmen in the first half were impressive. I'll tell you, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm glad you brought that up. Because as we previewed throughout the week at BamaOnline.com, it was going to be a dime game for the defense with four wide receiver sets, pretty much the base for Mississippi State in that air raid offense. And right from the start, man, Malachi Moore, Brian Branch, the two true freshmen at the star and money positions were really good. Will Anderson was a problem uh, working off the edge. Uh, very good. So absolutely those were some uh, those were some good things to see there, and um, you know again we understand this Mississippi State offense is really struggling right now, and it's kind of been the case in year one under Mike Leach wherever he's been. Michael says Josh Job seems to be improving every week. Josh Job's been super. I mean, I do the top twelve titers every Tuesday at BamaOnline.com, and um, you know he's a fixture absolutely. David says it's the best dime game. Alabama's hat. Are you talking about this season? Because I would agree with that. Um, you know, it was good too, because what you're seeing too is the competition seems to be helping, even with the uh, even with the the guys that you saw in there late. How about Demarco Helms? He came in and laid a couple of licks. Well, he's battling right now with a guy like Brian Branch and those other safeties for reps. So that's where competition comes up big. Yeah, I agree. Branch looked really good. I think Branch got some confidence from that Tennessee game, and Malachi Moore is playing like a veteran right now. Yeah, we did see him late in the game go down. I'm not sure if that was a stinger. Uh, we saw them get him up pretty quickly, uh, but a little bit of a hold-your-breath moment there for Malachi Moore. Tackling was better, D. Very good observation. I think what helped was they were able to play more zone, and when you're playing zone – and especially when you don't think, or you know, really, that an opposing offense can't take the top off, well, you're able to break on everything in front of you, not only make pass breakups like you saw with Branch and Moore, but really punish receivers. And watching Mississippi State the last couple of games, that was one thing that really came through was that their receivers were taking a lot of punishment because their receivers really aren't the kind that can, can get vertical. Yeah, it was a nice sack by Christopher Allen, Richard. You're right. Um, he uh, he did a nice job of, of maintaining pursuit, beat a really good young offensive tackle on that play. Um, State's quarterbacks have a tendency to hold the ball a little long. That didn't hurt, but still good to see uh, Chris Allen produce too. Yeah, Ken, I tweeted that during the game, exactly what you just said. Uh, Tim Smith still got a ways to go, and probably as much as anything for him because of COVID and not being able to really, you know, get in head first into the strength and conditioning program, 
physically still trying to get to where he needs to be, but you can tell, man, this dude has some C4 in his hands. You know, when he has his initial punch there on the point, it's pretty impressive. Got to stay on side. I think Nick, I think Nick let him know that there late in the game. What do you think? Nick wasn't cheating anybody, not even on his birthday. Yeah, I mean, Rod, it was it was hard not to. I mean, when you see these three teams in front of you essentially hold state to, what was it, three touchdowns in 12 quarters by playing pretty much eight-man coverage, you almost have to do it. You know, I don't care if you are loaded at every spot in the secondary. If you feel great about your inside linebackers and everybody in your secondary in coverage from man-to-man perspective, you still, if everybody's beating them with zone, you've, you've got to do it. I mean, it's, it's the responsible thing to do. Even if it doesn't necessarily fall in line with your, your personal philosophy as much. Ralph said he thought the uh, offensive line played well. Yeah, you had a couple of penalties. Probably a tough week for Deontay Brown because he had the injury against Tennessee. Um, and then he had a couple penalties there in the first half. I think Leatherwood had a false start. Um, they had one late. Maybe Tommy Brown with the twos. Uh, but it wasn't a huge surprise. Again, this is a 3-3-5 defense for Mississippi State and uh, the direct runs against good offensive lines and good backs had been a problem as recent as Texas A&M. And so I really anticipated Najee in the run game having a pretty good game, even though statistically what you were seeing about State kind of suggested something else. Uh, it's still Jimmy and Joe's when compared to X's and O's. And uh, whereas the X's and O's are, are solid for State, they still don't um, – they don't have the Jims and Joes that Alabama have. What else do we have on a Halloween night? Did you get any Reese's peanut butter cups tonight? You steal from the kids' bags, do you? Yeah. Yeah, Mike, I thought he was in, but the replay showed that uh, Trey Sanders was was clearly down there, and um, he uh, he deserved a touchdown there. He is he is. He is uh, growing in terms of confidence. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, you know, it's going to be interesting moving forward with those touches beyond Najee. I still think Brian Robinson has tremendous value because he can do things also off the ball that I'm not sure you quite trust Trey Sanders with right now. But if you're talking about touches, uh, Trey Sanders making a case to to get more of those. And you saw him earlier in the game tonight. It wasn't just a fourth quarter thing with Trey Sanders. You saw him uh, in the first half. Saw him do some nice things tonight, for sure. Can catch it, too. Yeah, Michael, I saw Pierce Quick and uh, Kendall Randolph there in the fourth quarter. That was the shame of it all about Sanders' touchdown getting called back. They deserved it because they took two Mississippi State defenders and put them in the north end zone bleachers there, didn't they? Both those guys took state defenders for bus rides there. Wow. We're getting a Trey Sanders in the Heisman conversation next year message here. I thought Christian Harris and Dylan Moses did a nice job. You know, Dylan had the stretch there before his interception, which was a great play, um, where he had the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty Third down, he had an opportunity in the open field against Will Rogers, wasn't able to make the tackle. But then, you know, he made the play in the end zone. So 
you, you got to give credit uh, to those guys tonight. I thought they were pretty good. That's right, Jonathan. This year doesn't count against uh, against eligibility, and you're right. Hey, you got guys, fifth-year seniors that could come back. Um, technically, they could. I, I don't foresee a bunch of them doing that. Um, you've got a six-year senior like uh, Josh McMillan, I guess, that could be back. Yeah, David, Mack wasn't um, – he wasn't crisp. I think he started four of seven. Uh, but then he went on a streak, and then he was like 12 of 16 at one point for like 177. Uh, and the, in the start of the third quarter, that, that wasn't up to their standard. They would tell you that, you know, nine yards and two-plus series and no first downs. Um, but then he hit um, then he hit Devontae, Devontae with a hell of a grab down the Mississippi State sideline. Again, I think Forbes is going to be a good corner for Mississippi State. He's just a true freshman. Uh, he took some lumps from Devontae tonight, but I think he's going to be a lot better for it, and he looks like a competitive dude. Um, so that was that was kind of the kickstarter there in the in the third quarter they needed. It just took a little while in coming. A little different look, you know, from Mississippi State defensively than probably what Alabama's seen to this point. Again, with that three three five and kind of the different things they can throw at you. Yeah, Rod, I thought it was a good night for the kicking game. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, once again, Will Reichard, right, getting the job done. You don't like the red zone field goals, but it's nice knowing the guy's going to make them when you do have to kick them. Uh, kickoff coverage is getting better, I would say. Nearly had a block punt there in the fourth quarter. thought Ali Cahoe, at first, I thought he maybe got a hand on that punt, but he didn't. Um, and Slade Bolden had a nice punt return. Now, unfortunately, it was called back due to a hold. Uh, but that was good to see from Slade Bolden as well in the return game. I thought the um, I thought the kicking game was yeah it was fine. Charlie Scott his first punt of the night was his best. I think it was a forty six yarder, good hang time, turned it over. That's what they need consistently uh, out of their punter. It's not like they're probably going to have to utilize him a whole lot, but when they do, and by the last few year standards, they actually used him. I think what three or four times tonight. That's a lot for them. I uh, just need to be consistent. Alex, it appears that is the case. We'll find out more when they take it on the road to LSU. But, boy, LSU today offensively. Whew. I think LSU had a little fool's gold maybe against South Carolina. And I think T.J. Finley is going to be a really good quarterback, and maybe he'll light up Alabama after I say this. <laughs> Johnny, I'll ask Pops if he can still punt. He'll tell you he probably could. Nah, he probably can. I think Pops, you know, at 72, not an option for punter. Um, but uh, I thought I thought LSU I – I picked Auburn to win today because I thought at the foundation of it all, Auburn would be able to run the ball. And I wasn't sure LSU would. And if LSU couldn't run it, I wasn't crazy about Finley – having a Joe Burrow like load put on him. He's a true freshman. And so uh got shellacked LSU did down there on the plains today. So you know we haven't seen uh Ty P. Ryan, John. So um it's been interesting. You know, we haven't seen him we haven't seen him since the uh Auburn game because it was Mike Bernier who punted in the bowl game against 
Michigan, who laid another egg today. How about Jimmy Har Harbaugh? Nice paycheck if you can get it. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to argue against guys in recent history like Julio Jones, but I think when it's all said and done, the numbers are going to be what the numbers are. And you're right. When you talk about just hands, that's why it was like a shock when he wasn't able to pull in the, the corner or the go route for the touchdown early tonight. You just don't see that. But play in and play out, I, I can't really – recall a guy with the volume that he gets that catches the ball as consistently and for explosive plays like Devontae Smith has when we're talking about all-time or at least in my lifetime Alabama receivers now you know Ozzie Newsome guys like that if you want to go back to the the early years of TR I guess we could do that but again in terms of volume as much as they go to him uh, it's it's amazing to watch Devontae, no doubt about it. Anything else before I go raid the uh, Halloween candy, you know, and stay up and write? Yeah, Mickey, I, I wasn't going to make too much out of that tonight for Bryce. Um, you know, I think Bryce is like a lot of young quarterbacks. If you give him opportunities with the first-team offensive line, the first-team wide receivers, he's going to look a lot better then if you put him in there and, you know, the last series there where he had the the sort of misfire, I guess you could say, was uh, trying to throw the the quick slant to uh, Tyu Jones-Bell, and he ends up with Jalil Billingsley still kind of run blocking right there in the middle of it. He sees it, tries to stop, and it's just too late. And so, you know, a lot of true freshmen involved in some of that stuff tonight. A lot of young players involved in that. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a break on that uh, series down there. But he, he does. I mean, there's no doubt. He's, he, needs, he needs time. He needs snaps. I don't think he needs a lot of time. I think he needs snaps. Uh, yeah, we saw a lot of Christian Barmore tonight, you know, but I thought Fedarian Mathis, once again, in terms of the guy you can count on down in and down out, um, Thought he was really good again. I mean, I think Fedarian is what you want in a guy who just gets everything out of what he's got. Mac Jones Heisman chances. Um, you know, tonight probably didn't blow him any further up the pecking order, but Trevor Lawrence didn't play today. Trevor Lawrence is going to miss a big stage next Saturday now with Notre Dame. Um, Justin Fields is doing some good things. Um, I thought it was kind of a performance where Mac certainly kept himself right in the middle of it. And I think one of the narratives going forward after the night, kind of the other side of what Devontae Smith did, is that you're going to hear people say, well, with Jalen Waddell out, they're all about Devontae Smith, and that's it. No, I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to continue to give Alabama opportunities where he ends up on safeties or anybody man-on-man, -man, one on one, Alabama's going to go to Devontae, <laughs> going to go to Devontae Smith a lot. Even before Jalen was injured, he was clearly their most targeted, clearly Alabama's most targeted receiver. So there you go. Hey gang, we're going to have continuing coverage for you. 
uh, at BamaOnline.com throughout the night, throughout tomorrow, into the bye week. There's no off weeks at BamaOnline.com. We're going to continue to keep you up to speed. You're getting closer to the early National Signing Day. You're getting closer to the start of another basketball season. Nate Oates and that crew, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. So uh, you're going to want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. This instant analysis that we do, by the way, it will upload to the Bama Online Podcast. So if you're just jumping on and you missed a good bit of it, Subscribe to the Bama Online Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you consume podcasts, and you can listen to this as many times as your little crimson heart is content. How about that? All right, gang, have a great rest of your Halloween night. Be careful, there's a full moon out there. What would they say the first true full moon on a Halloween night since, what was it, 1944? I know. That's the information. That's the analysis you're here for, right? Anywho, have a great rest of your weekend, everybody, and keep it locked to BamaOnline.com for continuing coverage of all things Alabama Crimson Tide.